All snaps, Adele is dating a black man. I can't wait to hear that album. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Doom Patrol, episode 12 of the first season, Cyborg Patrol. I don't like these titles. I don't like that they end it with patrol. I get where they were going with it. It's just so stupid (laughs) when you have to actually say them each week. This episode was written by Robert Behrens and Soshana Sashi. It was directed by Carol Banker, premiered May 3rd of 2019, and I gave it an 8.4 out of 10. It wasn't awful, but it definitely had some things where I was like, oh, here we go again. We start this episode at the ant farm. Darren Jones is being racked over the coals for his failed missions with Danny Street, with retrieving their last agent, with trying to capture (laughs) Niles Calder's toys, as they say, but he kept something out of his report. They have Cyborg. Now, the general who has just gotten his Big Mac delivered on a silver platter is like, I don't know about this, or at least his mouthpieces say that, that we have a relationship with Star Labs. He is illegally obtained. He's too big a hero, but he sells them on the fact that, hey, we can scrap him for technology or learn all that we can for him. And then maybe we don't need to have our relationship with Star Labs. The general only has to say, we must not upset the butts. Okay, 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 okay. And that's enough for the, I guess, conversation to go forward because he says it was very easy to obtain him. Montage of the day in life of the ant farm before Cyborg gets minimized as useless and pathetic by two workers because without grid, he's not so impressive. Back at Doom Manor, Larry explains what the Bureau of Normalcy is to the group after World War I. They became less about studying oddities and more about containment, weaponization, and eradication. Then he reveals that he was, in fact, a lab rat for them, him and JB, for years. And I was really emotional when he said, us. Larry thinks they should contact Cyrus, not Cyrus, Silas, because he has a whole bunch of contacts and he has some clout. But both Jane and Rita already know that Vic is having some issues trusting his father, and we don't want to bring him on or into this especially as his cybernetics are taking over and he thinks maybe his father has something to do with it he's going to be more man than machine eventually and that he has offloaded grid and cliff's like oh y'all knew about this well fuck silas then shows up looking for vic because while he is shut out of his system he can still get pings they say that Vic is off on a mission, but when he looks in in his room and he sees it's a bloody mess, he's like, what the hell went on in here? He finds out Grid is in another computer asking Vic. Hello, 
it's me. Silas knows something is up and he says, where the hell is my son? Cliff's like, snitches get stitches before Larry reveals where Vic really is, the ant farm. Back at said place, Victor is whining like a little bitch. You can't do this to me. I'm cyborg. I'm special. And you're black, sir. So sit down. Meets a friend in 722 who thinks he's serving his country despite no memory of what he actually does when they take him from the room. But he comes back with perks, his favorite TV show, and some slippers. So he's all good. Then Vic starts to hear or see system rebooting. What? What the fuck? Still in Victor's room, Silas doesn't understand why his son would run so many diagnosis tests on himself. Jane side-eyes the hell out of him. Like, "Uh uh-huh, I know all about daddies that are more than a little overbearing and show they love in not healthy ways. But she says, it's not about what I think. It's about what your son thinks. And that's when Rita brings up the fact that, yeah, I saw with my own eyes Greg going off the deep end and not following his command. So these nanites that you put in here or in him clearly may have a mind of their own. And he says that's impossible. It's just meant to regrow his or heal his limbs if he is hurt. Marita's like, are you really sure that's all that it does? Cyborg is being rebooted despite him saying don't (laughs) and seems to be regenerating itself. And it's no longer following his commands. It's at like 60% or something like that. Back at Doom Manor, silence influence doesn't mean Jack Dilly shit as he searches for his son because he realized that no matter how much money he has he too is still a black man in america so he's been ghosted his son and his phone calls (laughs) and he recruits the team to help break vic out of the ant farm which is impossible rita's hysterics try to stop this whole mission but it is going forward whether she likes it or not And Jane even says, well, he's one of the creeps. So of course he would probably know how to get in the building full of them. 722 can hear Grid, which is interesting. Who is updating, as I stated earlier, to 65% cybernetics while Vic yells and wonders how this is real. Darren Jones snaps that his prize is not so cush as he promised calling him a bumpkiss. Like, come on, who wrote that? What's up with 722? I want to know what his powers are because this whole entire thing was Mr. Nobody. So what the fuck? They didn't really go into that much at all. And I want them to. I need them to. Maybe 722 is Flex Morala, whatever his name is. Oh, oh, I literally just thought about that. And now I'm thinking because I can't see any other reason why they would introduce this random character until just that moment so okay i almost might give the episode another point for that (laughs) because i was really i i was like what is this side story that i care nothing about but now i think it makes a lot more sense silas and the team head to a parking garage and larry has a one-on-one with jb who's afraid to go back to the ant farm but it's for vic so they're gonna do it 
down the shaky ladder or elevator they go. <laughs> and I did laugh when Jane said, what is this fuckery? Like Jane and Cliff and Rita were all subdued at a level in this episode that I would like them to maintain for the rest of the season. I was kind of thinking there must be more to this plan because one, I couldn't figure out what Jane's role was. He's just, she was just standing next to Cliff and then we had Larry dressed up as the guard and then we had Cliff in the handcuffs and I just almost thought maybe Rita stayed home but I was like no I don't think she stayed home but I couldn't figure out what her role was so that was a disgusting surprise but I am glad that it was a plan within a plan because the original plan going in just did not make a whole bunch of sense because Jane was just chilling they are captured and it looks like Silas sold them out to get his son but this is all a ruse for Darren Jones they are all taken away because we see earlier in the day they knew exactly what they were doing father and son reunite and it is kind of poignant but Darren is taking enjoyment by the fact that Cyborg is fucked up in the head and he says no takesies backsies he also Silas remarks that the burrow has changed and he is out he's no longer a part of this I didn't know why he needed to announce it how recently is he out Larry is brought to his old tormentor who should be retired by now foresight his old ass is still there ready to torment them more Cliff is being verbally dismantled as basically unoriginal like oh it's a brain in a robot body yeah we've seen that before we even have a toaster that we introduce to the new folks so yeah calls him subpar at best with his design and recommends he be scrapped he's like oh i'm an unstoppable machine dude we stopped you with the magnet discount dexter tries his best to intimidate bitch you broke his arm but gets the same reaction i did you're you're a fucking idiot Vic can't believe his dad would be so monstrous as to make a deal with the ant farm but he signals there's a linchpin or there's a plan anyway and it is the linchpin named rita because she was smuggled inside via cliff's body so when he opened his mouth and she came out i was disgusted but then I started laughing my ass off when she was naked and she said, turn around. And he said, you don't use moisturizer, do you? <laughs> so dead. I was so dead. <laughs> oh, he had some good lines this episode. They should keep him at this tone. She doesn't like the fact that the four-eyed lady was talking such shit to cliff telling him that he doesn't matter he's not a person after he was yelling i'm a fucking human being and for her shit talking she drops his ass right on her when she returns discount dexter now is listening to ace of base and jamming out more than any okay i won't say any brother because let me let me tell y'all right now ace of base that first album no that's my shit that is my shit the sign not so much i like a lot of other things um blooming 18 just to name one uh what's the other one i really like on that album something pearls <laughs> okay i'm embarrassing myself but he's trying to do an imitation of reservoir dogs jane is bored to tears 
and says can you at least get this shit over with karen takes over and puts dougie under her spell and sticks him on cliff when she runs into them in the hallway because they're just casually walking around sure no camera security fine <laughs> she's like Riri. <laughs> she's like oh god but jane comes back to finish the job and knocks him all the way across the room and i'm glad that jane finally got to finish what she started with that that security person the patrol release all of the prisoners saying you know these people are like us they should be set free and i kind of agreed except none of them thought that they may be dangerous and i didn't know what the fuck we were looking at at all the black blobs with the all the eyes i'm thinking it's some creature no apparently those were the butts what the fuck was that before darren jones gets what's coming to him because no one acts as if they deserved it more he decides to regale the team when he busts them by saying oh rita Farr, i know you my wife used to watch your movies all the time we threw a 50s party everything was perfect at the dinner table except for a fork it was crooked so i jammed it in her eye repeatedly what the hell i felt that was a random bit of savagery to someone's background that i didn't necessarily need actually didn't need it all before he was bald attacked whatever hopefully we never see him again because i didn't like it the first i thought it was better off to have his ass kicked on danny street the first time we did not need to see him again since the only agent around they couldn't have came up with another actor there was plenty walking vic is on the struggle bus as grid in his head is telling him that dad is deceiving him then shows him footage of his dad installing the nanites to regrow his limbs cybernetically and a lab tech says oh i'm concerned that this will change your son completely and as soon as i saw this memory and he says and your point is i knew it was implanted i didn't go so far as to say mr nobody was behind it but i thought maybe grid was trying to turn on him so snap snaps mr nobody for a well-played hand here sir because after he sees this video confirmation of his dad doing something to him that has been haunting him because he heard the words from mr nobody that your memories are nothing but programming he whoops the shit out of his dad to the point where he clearly thinks he kills him mr nobody taunts vic with his actions like i told you ass not to find me follow me you're the only one that's <laughs> that can get this team together and so he needed to dismantle him and this is exactly what he did by making him face the actions that he killed his fa- father and that he himself was responsible for the reboots and the implanted video the episode ends with him cradling his father and crying say dad no the team find him but vic's like nah i think he needs a minute and that's how the episode ends like i said not bad not bad at all i do think that the daddy is hiding something i don't know what it is but he always looks shifty like he has a secret so i think that's probably going to bridge the gap between whatever he feels about his son whooping his ass because he probably got it coming anyway because there's something he has not been truthful about and he did bring grid to assist him 
and he didn't want to take it that was sad it really was because he's like no i have grid and that was the indication too like no i have grid there's no way it could grow in your system so it was the whole part of him actually seeing cybernetics in his skin mr nobody as well and then if mr nobody has this much power then why isn't he fucking over the rest of them i'm a little unclear on how mr nobody works with his powers he seemed to have targeted vic specifically and left the rest of them for the most part alone and they've all been searching for niles calder so interesting interesting that's all my thoughts on the episode maybe i'll get triggered by something else when we jump into this feedback If you want to send feedback, you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can send it via audio or in written format. First up, Queen Shy. Hey, Christina. It's me, Shy. I am here to give my thoughts on Doom Patrol episode 12. I am having a hell of a week. Very, very long, but I decided to get off 20 minutes early today. Yay! Anyway, yeah, I was over it. Of course, I worked long hours Monday and Tuesday. Hence one of the reasons why I couldn't give feedback for Utopia, which I'm sad about, but whatever. Gotta move on. Gotta move on. Well, as for this episode, um, it was okay. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Mimi said it in her feedback in the last episode, and I think I said it a couple times previously um in regards to the plot and all that good stuff i just feel like things are dragging along instead of ramping up it still seems like we're dragging even in this episode i mean i don't know i I don't know what i was expecting maybe i shouldn't have had expectations (laughs) i don't know i mean because the cyborg story the backstory really wasn't any I mean, it was just as i don't know i guess i was hoping for a twist or some type of a um i mean there was but it wasn't you know what ha- what happened to his mom actually is what happened to his mom um i mean the dad wasn't as shady as we were suspecting that he was from earlier episodes but i mean the only thing I will say it was jacked up that you know I mean I'm wondering how that's going to impact him because if Silas is actually dead that means he killed both his parents that's that's messed up uh, that's a that's a some deep psychological trauma type thing um to have to process um yeah we can and of course we could sit here and go oh you know mr nobody kind of twisted his mind to in a way but he still i mean he did it on his i mean i wouldn't say on his own but you know mr nobody put planted that the seed of you know the dad being deceitful and all that good stuff so 
I don't know how he's going to take it. I mean, obviously, I know he's going to be still, regardless of how it came about, he, it was still at his hand. So that's that's just some messed up stuff. I mean, there was a couple of, you know, funny scenes. You know, I laughed when when Cliff said, you know, snitches get stitches, you know, to Larry, well, to all of them, you know, trying to warn them not to say anything to Silas and of course Larry goes ahead and do it I was curious about you know where Rita was um which was that was a interesting little twist I mean because I'm like surely she came along with them I couldn't imagine her staying behind uh, especially when they didn't show her you know like being back at the mansion I was just like mm, I wonder what they have Rita doing um I kind of suspected, but wasn't too sure um, that that was all part of the plan because that just seemed too easy. And I'm like, they were just talking about how he's going to double cross them. And I mean, Rita was, uh, you know, questioning whether or not to trust him. And then so I suspected that that was what they were going for. Um, and then it ended up being true. So that wasn't a complete twist or anything like that. I felt the elevator scene was funny. But my thing is, if this is such a top scene, I mean, I'm sure they had this scene, them coming even in the elevator. Because, you know, the Bureau of Normalcy, you would think they had cameras everywhere. Um, I like that Larry and Negative Man you know they're really communicating more and you know really um i guess accepting each other roles i think it was more larry that needs to be accepting of negative man um so in this in this one we got to see their them starting to gel and starting to have that caring for one another um yeah and working together versus you know larry being resent resentful or you know not in tune with negative man did they seriously have a bunch of butts killing people i mean really <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was like what the hell is this when the one was coming down the hall like what is that i didn't know if it was a brain and i was like no does that is that a butt and then sure enough i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> the the type of i mean i will say they come up with the most creative monsters and villains and whatever because yeah uh uh butts killing people Alrighty. And then, like I said, we got Mr. Nobody coming in at the end, um, planting that false memory of Vic's dad and the, I guess, the assistant or whatever um, to get, I guess, to get Vic to where he wants him. Um, I'm assuming that he's trying to, you know, have that painting come to fruition. And you know, Vic go crazy. I mean, we saw a little bit of a little bit of that in this episode. Him, you know, seem like he's losing his mind and grid taking over. And um, 
you know, and all that good stuff. But I will say, I mean, we have, what, three episodes left for the season? I mean, I've got the impression that um, Mr. Nobody is like a reverse Flash type of a villain. And that he'll be here beyond season one. And, um, yeah, because, I don't know, I just feel like we, we're just, I don't know, it seems like season one is just laying down the groundwork for whatever season two is going to be doing um since some of the episodes are such slow pace or the build up is so um to whatever it is so i don't know um this that's just me guessing um but that's pretty much all i have to say about this one again it was okay i mean it wasn't horrible it wasn't great either um like I said, I was expecting, I don't know what I was expecting, but this wasn't it in regards to Cyborg Story, but moving on, moving on. Well, that's all I got. Until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That is Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. I definitely understand if you feel as if this has been just one big, big uh i guess gear up to season two i don't come into this these episodes at all with any expectations (laughs) so literally when i see doom patrol i'm like okay what we're gonna see today i have completely lost track of um you know having any expectations particularly for the show i also think that the hair the titles can be a little misleading I think this was to focus and for the most part on cyborg which we did get but it was more like how i saw it was cyborg's um what no mr nobody's game has been playing him all this time now we don't know though how much he's been playing and we know he copped to the video and rebooting his system because he took grid out but that's not to say grid was not having its own problems as rita stated i saw it myself he had to shut it down with eleanor and it didn't work so i think that once he got to the ant farm he started fucking with him but i do think that there is still another story to be told i think silas is still hiding something i don't think it's as nefarious as we were suspecting or even because i wasn't even thinking completely nefarious like maybe i got i want to save my son so i use some alien tech we are dealing with star labs mind you which also explains why in the ant farm security sucks we know there's no cameras around i mean how many facilities have we you ain't watched titans but titans facility no security (laughs) this facility no security that it just it's not a thing in any show that's under a berlanti or whatever those fucking cw umbrella is they don't think about stuff like that it needs to happen we're breaking in as long as there's a few guards showing we don't give a shit if everything else makes sense or there's supposed to be cameras that's not to us and then i guess in a way it doesn't make sense at all but i could make an argument for the fact that these are things they don't want people to see so there's no cameras down there and they expect security to do their job 
However, I did forget to bring up the fact that the general, once the butts, once he got the call that the butts were released, he took a gun to his head and said, it's been an honor serving you and shot himself in the head. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this guy? But it feels like the ant farm went down, or at least this facility did in this episode. So I don't know how big this network is, if we'll see much of them, if this was the point just to take down the ant farm which is more a part of larry's backstory and jb's backstory or negative man as you call him and everyone else and what his real name is (laughs) let's not pretend like i just didn't give him a nickname and so yeah i i i understand completely what you're saying but i actually rather like this episode for the most part tossing aside all those rational things because in a way if i am going to deal with any cw show (laughs) you could drag it for so long but then you're just like okay we drag it for jokes because we know it's never going to be fixed and this is just the way they want to to build their shows and the moments that they don't and they actually build a script that fits it perfectly then you know we applaud that as well so yeah i think there's still more to come with silas i just don't think it's going to be as nefarious as we had intended the butts thing was crazy um the rita thing too i would say that did that was a little bit of a twist because i did kind of expect maybe she was sitting on the sidelines back at home and maybe they would need her assistance but then once they got you know greeted immediately i knew okay well clearly they kept saying this guy is going to double cross us he's going to have a plan that doesn't have them double crossed so that is shy's thoughts for this episode let's hear what mimi has to say what up stina it's mimi i am sending in feedback for doom patrol uh season one episode 12 I'm going to just be honest with you. I watched this episode like four days ago and the notes that I wrote, I don't even understand what they mean because I don't remember this episode. I I remember watching it and like being somewhat intrigued. Like I don't think it was the bad one. I just for the life of me, I don't remember. I know that opening scene with that one guy eating that burger grossed me out. And I remember that. (laughs) I wrote notes on that. Um, I remember them calling the ant farm a mixture of, like it said, think Area 51 meets Dante's Inferno. I was like, that sounds terrifying. I don't want anything to do with that. I personally would not want to go, you know, but I mean, I guess they needed to save Vic. Um, uh, I, I also remember, you know, like it seeming like, Vic's dad was the bad guy like I I gotta admit like they got me you might have saw this coming because I know you pay attention to things like that in shows and you know but I mean when he like it seemed like he betrayed Doom Patrol I was like well I guess I'm not really that surprised because he didn't want him staying with them fools in the first place and they are pretty raggedy so he probably was like how you gonna go from the Justice League to this (laughs) that's like saying no i don't want that filet mignon let me get that bologna sandwich (laughs) oh dragged anyway i am trying to understand this show 
and I'm trying to enjoy it but you know I can't say that I am um I am trying to just watch it and go with the flow I feel like we're getting close to the end of this season so I do feel like they don't have much choice left but to get it together and because there's a season two I'm I am gonna give this show the benefit of the doubt <laughs> and assume that it gets better because I now that I think about it the last episode I let I saw must have been the season finale like it makes sense going into like I I, I want to say that the last two episodes I saw in the order were probably the last two of the season because they did like play off of each other so they had to be pretty much close like I just don't understand how we get from what I saw to where like from where we are now to what I saw like there's got I'm just not understanding it and it's not that many episodes left so I'm just I'm honestly just confused I have no idea what this show is trying to do and it's it's honestly just annoying um I also liked the scene where negative man freed all of those entities I don't know what they were called I don't know what they're calling them I can't even think right now I gotta be honest with you I got off work kind of late not super super late but later than I would have liked and then I was hungry but then I was thinking well I don't want to have to cook dinner so then I went and got takeout so I didn't get home and after taking a shower and all that stuff and laying down it was already like 11 30 in the morning so it was a long day and then I got woken up by my son's friend trying to do a play date and like I tell people I work overnight so Wednesday is my day off yes but when you get home at 10 o'clock and you don't go to sleep until 11 30 in the morning when someone texts you at two o'clock in the afternoon you're sleeping and I just I don't understand what part of that I people don't understand I'm like Wednesday is a day my first day off after you know working overnight three days so it doesn't really feel like a day off and I know most people have never worked overnight so they don't understand but you can comprehend the fact that I got off at work at 10 o'clock in the morning and then didn't go to sleep until 11 30 like that you understand 11 30 in the morning and you're texting me at 2 p.m that's not even three hours so me being half asleep can you comprehend why that's an issue you know why texting somebody or calling someone at two o'clock when they went to sleep at 11 30 is kind of annoying I don't know that people do but they really need to try some common sense because it's not that complicated anywho I am trying really really trying hard to remember this daggone episode even with these notes that I wrote like (laughs) they make absolutely no sense I really need to get it together um oh okay I know I remember this part when uh like because the whole time like we feel like I think his name is Silas he like betrayed the Doom Patrol because he wanted to trade that them for Vic and I was like where the hell is Rita and I swear like my mind immediately just assumed that her raggedy ass was being her overdramatic self and I was like I'm not getting involved in this blah 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 (laughs) so I thought she was just back at the mansion just being her raggedy self eating a bunch of chicken but then she like oozed out of cliff I wanted to vomit like that was disgusting her powers are the grossest shit ever and maybe 
she's supposed to be like Ralph, but I can't. I like Ralph can morph into other people. Like, can she do that? Because she turns into like slime, and that is what probably grosses me out. Like, if she could manipulate herself into like shaping into something. I don't think I would be so grossed out, but she turns into like a blob and it's not even like, you know, like Slimer from like Ghostbusters, like blob. It's like a puddle of like hair and goo and it's just gross. Like, ugh, I just, I hate her powers and I hate when they make her turn into a blob. She disgusts. She's so disgusting, which is, I think it's pretty ironic considering like how she got her powers because she was so um turned off by someone else's ugliness and she fell into that water and no one saved her and then whatever that was made her a disgusting blob like that's some poetic justice right there that's what her raggedy ass get <laughs> i mean i hate that she's not aging but her turning into a blob is pay payback enough like that is the epitome of karma's a bitch and that's what your ass get um what else oh the last thing i'm gonna talk about because i like i said i don't remember this episode and uh, i really don't care to even try and figure out what i'm missing but can we talk about that black uh i'm assuming he was like some type of supernatural you know ant farm officer i don't know if it's a federal branch i don't really care but he was killing me i could not stop laughing he was so funny like i don't know if they were trying to be funny with him but i was dying when they showed him like <laughs> dancing the ace of bass i fell out of my chair like i could not stop cracking up it was so funny like i was like is he is he getting turned up to, to torture someone to death with some ace of bass <laughs> Oh, and he, they picked that the I saw the sun. That was my song. Oh, sorry about that. All chaotic hell just broke loose. My son came back from his play date, the the one that woke me up. Anyway, and the dog started barking. Back to I think his name is Dirk. That's what I wrote, and I think it, they said Dirk. I don't know if they said Derek or Dirk, but I wrote Dirk. But he was so funny. I. I really thought he was my favorite character. I and that in that building, that was hilarious. <laughs> and then, uh, what's her name? Uh, Karen came through and like from that song that was playing, whatever came up on the radio and <laughs> made him fall in love with her. And then Jane, I think that was Jane. You know, it's I'm I seriously can't tell Jane from Hammerhead these days, but she punched the shit out of him. <laughs> like, that was a really good punch. <laughs> Um, and then uh, Negative Man releasing those butts. Like, that was kind of silly and stupid, but kind of funny. Like, the butts terrorizing everybody. And then the one guy, like, shooting shooting himself. Like, I thought he was going to, like, get into, like, a, a helicopter or something and fly away. Nope, he killed himself. Like, wow. <laughs> These people are wild. Um, and then, oh, and the last thing before I cut cut this off is about um what is his name oh my god mr nobody so this whole time he was manipulating vic his memories aren't fake his dad didn't do that he like 
is that what we're supposed to believe like the whole everything that he told him was like a straight up lie so Vic just killed his dad for no reason like that's pretty terrible and diabolical and I know I probably shouldn't like Dr. No or Mr. Nobody from that but I made him a pretty awesome villain so yeah that's all I got sorry this is probably a hot mess because I'm half alive right now I want to go back to sleep so bad but it's only 6 15 at night and if I go to sleep now I'm gonna wake up at like 3 in the morning and nobody wants that so <sighs> until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch BB out well that was queen Mimi with her thoughts my queen's coming through with the same kind of I think y'all both are like um I guess I'll go to season two <laughs> And I'm more like, I'm just along for the ride. I've already given it 12 episodes of my life. I might as well get this party fucking started and get the laughs that I'm going to get. Yeah, this has become my new Legends of Tomorrow before even that show. I mean, eventually I just stopped being interested in any of the characters because I really liked the ones they gave me and then they kept swapping them out or focusing on other ones that I didn't care too much about. So there's that. And the storylines got really weird and Constantine came in and I just wasn't loving it anymore because it seems like everyone was fucking everyone in the ship. But that's a whole other story. This is like my new Legends of Tomorrow. Low expectations, but hey, it's uh, it's out there. My Patreons are watching it. Um, <laughs> let me at least see what's going. I gave Titans two whole damn seasons. They, sh- they treated my girl Starfire like crazy. Someone else was like, oh, I saw that a post on uh, Tumblr today. It was like, I think I finally got all my rants out about the Titans. <laughs> so I'm like, girl, season three ain't came out yet. It ain't came out yet because they gonna fuck this shit up. Maybe they won't. Maybe they have heard. Maybe they've been in some tags and someone said, let's course correct this shit because black lives do matter. <laughs> And next year, Starfire will get the get the audience and the storyline she deserves instead of being everyone's life coach. So on to this episode, I'm glad that you love Dirk. Dirk was funny, even though I was just like, what? <laughs> I was just Jane in that moment. I was totally her. Like, okay, this guy really is feeling like he's going to be a stand-up comedian all by his lonesome. But at the same time, I, I kind of want something to happen besides you stroking yourself because that's all I'm watching. He was the highlight of the episode, though. And I'm glad you love Ace Bases. Um, I Saw the Sign. I was just so done with that song that I removed it myself mentally from the album and never listened to it again because it's so overplayed on the radio. They can ruin songs like that for me. There's another one, Blurred Lines. Like, you can't turn that shit on for me. Nope. Mm-mm. The minute I turn it off, I'm like, oh. Start to feel nauseous. Like, this song is so overplayed. So overplayed that it is no longer a good song. <laughs> it's just noise, like uh, chalk. Uh, nails on a chalkboard. See, I'm tired right now. You, I've worked overnight shifts before, too. So, yeah, no, I feel it. I feel it, but I didn't have children at the time, so yeah. 
can't relate to having to actually function the next day. But um, I am very sleepy for some reason tonight. And well, I was sleepy yesterday and I'm still sleepy today. See, I need to move on from being sleepy. I think we are all on the same page. I think I may have liked the episode just to teach more or at least I don't have as many issues with it. Uh, it was rather straightforward. Um, I think I still stand by what I said before. I think there were a few things that were a saving grace too. Like I said, um, if the person in 722 really is Flex and we find that out next episode, I think that will be because he had a long beard. He didn't know what year he went in. I think that would lead to more importance on the episode. It wasn't just that Vic got captured. He ended up meeting or you know seeing the person that he was supposed to see maybe i don't know otherwise that's just a throwaway scene and and yeah if you want to join the conversation you can send that again to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast on podbean stitcher itunes spotify wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes, rate, leave a review. I appreciate it. <laughs> Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. <laughs>